Can I get some leaders? Or, uh, can I get some people in the front row? I just, I, I, I don't like seeing these empty seats. I want to just see people. Want y'all to hang out with me up here? I love it. Exhale! I said, "Hey, yo!" I, I love that. I love that so much. It's kind of like, it's like our call. It's like we're a bunch of birds. You know, like birds. Birds are robots. I believe pigeons are robots. God, God, God loves you. Like, like a parrot, like a parakeet. God loves you. Hey, I'm so excited that you guys are here tonight. I'm so freaking excited that you guys are here tonight. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, we've been in this uh, short series, short little mini series. Uh, oh, before I do that, my beautiful wife has just signaled. Everybody, look at that nice little sweet card on your chair. Those are our new info cards. Can I see one? Uh, I love it. The guys in our media department, they kill it every single time. You're like, yeah, give it up for them. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the poof ball off because it makes my upper lip sweat. Gross. Leave that there. I'm going to name him Reggie. All right, Reggie. But this is awesome. This has... Uh, our service times, this has our XL Plus group service times. It's got the Addy of the church. It's got all of our social media. And it's got like this nice little QR code on the corner. So what is this for? Well, it's not for you because you already know how to get here. These are for the people that you are going to invite. Were you about to say that? Marissa, what are these for? People that you want to invite. Marissa's right. She might as well be the, the youth pastor. This is for people. So when you meet somebody and you're like, hey, bro, you should, uh, you should come to Excel. And be like, cool. Like, most of the time, they're probably going to forget or not come back. But if you slide them one of these, be like, hey, you should come to Excel. Sound like something you want to do? Yeah? Here you go. There's a card. Uh, my number's not on it. Don't be weird, guys. Don't be like, yeah, call my pastor. And don't put your number on it either. This is not, no. See, I felt it. My, my youth pastor senses were tingling. This isn't a, a time for you to be like, hey, girl, man, here's the church's IG and also my IG. No. Don't be weird. Let me put my Snapchat on this card. No. Stop. But I'm evangelizing. No, you're not. Stop all that missionary dating and all that. I don't want to hear that. We'll save that for our, our dating series. All right. So listen, so take those cards, like you get one, you can, you can ask for more, but that one, I just want to encourage you, uh, talk about how awesome Excel is, because I think it is, and I know you all believe that Excel is awesome, and so the more you talk about it, the more people are going to wonder, well, what you do on Thursday nights? Like, what do you do on Thursday nights? What are you about? They're going to be like, this, you should come, and then you give it to them, and it'll be great. So awesome, everybody say, who? In this short little worship series that we've been talking uh, through has kind of surrounded itself around this idea and more like not really an idea, more of this verse that says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, you should see it on the Sky Bible. Babao. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Tonight we continue our mini-series on worship. And I want to remind you, worship is not a genre. Worship is the thing that you and I were created to do. It's beyond music. It's the way that we live our lives. Do we live our lives in worship? Because we are worshiping. 
Because that's what we were created to do. We're discovering who are we worshiping? What are we worshiping? And so this whole series surrounds this verse. Let me read this uh, in the message version, the same verse, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. You'll see it on the Sky Bible, Badao. I love that font. It's so nice. It's a nice font. It has a weird name to it. It has a weird name to it. I can't, I can't, I don't remember. Jesus said this, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's not just pages on a book, but it's alive. It's how you speak to us. And I pray tonight, God, that your voice, that your words would be louder than mine. I pray, God, that they would encounter you because if they just encounter me, uh, they encounter no one. Uh, But when they encounter you, they encounter everything. You are everything. You are all that we need. And so tonight, God, we just sit in in reverence and we just expect you to move because you say that if we were to gather in your name, you'd be here. So, God, we know you're here through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, everyone says, let's say you and I, like, you ran into me, right? You know, we're on the block. When I'm walking, you know, I've got, I've got Dottie. Pastor Ariel went to Starbucks to get whatever she gets, a pumpkin spice latte. Or, by the way, if you ever want to bless Ariel, pumpkin spice latte. Or a uh, tall white mocha made with skim, but add the whipped cream on it. So if you ever just feel like blessing Pastor Ariel with coffee, there you go. But let's say you bump into me on the street. You're like, hey, Pastor Izzy, what's up? Hey, yo. And I'm like, hey. You're like, hey, I ran into Pastor Ariel at Starbucks. I'm going to be like, great. Why is she at Starbucks and why am I not with her, right? You're like, yeah, she's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I married her. I know. She's awesome. You're like, no, 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 seriously. Like, I got to talk to her. And I'll be like, well, what would you guys talk about? And you begin to describe Ariel as like this uh, six-foot bodybuilding, peanut-eating, mayo-sandwich-loving Woman, first of all, I'm not gonna marry somebody that's taller than me, okay? You're right, I love you, babe. Right, like that's just weird, right? I'm gonna be like, Are you sure you met my wife, let alone a woman? Right? No, are you are you sure you ran into Pastor Ariel? You're gonna be like, Yeah, I did. She's a she's amazing. She says she plays the saxophone. I'm be like, That's not my wife. I don't know who you're, t- and you're just raving. You're like, oh, they're amazing. Like, she's amazing. She's so sweet. She's so kind. And that's true, obviously. Uh, look at my daughter. She's amazing, right? So uh, although those, those things are very nice, right? They're, they're saying, you're saying nice things about Ariel. The reality of it is as sweet and as nice as those things are, uh, they're just inadequ- uh, inaccurate, right? They're, it's not true. Because what is Ariel? Ariel is five foot something. I don't know how tall she is. Five foot something. It makes me feel better if I don't know it because I'm five seven uh, with boots on. Um, she's like five foot something. She's a princess, not a bodybuilder. You know, she uh, is allergic to peanuts and she hates mayo. She doesn't like condiments like ketchup, mustard, all that. That's not her vibe. That's me. I'll put everything on there. Chick-fil-A sauce, I will literally shampoo my hair with it. It's amazing. Don't do that. Actually, somebody raised $1,000 to speed the light, and I will shampoo my hair in Chick-fil-A sauce. All right. So, Ariel, as sweet and as amazing you're talking about her, the reality of it is, is that's 
that's just wrong. Your doctrine of Ariel is wrong. So however strong your appreciation for her is and how kind it is, I think you'd like her more if you actually knew her, if you actually got to know her. You see, it's like that with us and God. It's like that with us and God. You know, he calls us not only to love him, but to love the truth about him. So tonight's message, the title of the message is called this, my mind, what do I believe? My mind, what do I believe? By the way, the brain is the weirdest looking organ in our body. It's just, just, whoa, just, whoa. That's in your head right now. And that functions everything in your body. That's crazy. My mind, what do I believe? God is, God is calling us to know him. God is calling us to know him, right? Not to know of him, because even demons know of him, right? Not just to believe in him, because even demons believe in him, but to believe him, right? We've heard that. So we're talking about worship, and I think, I think it's difficult to go any further if we don't approach this tonight. And we talked last week what we love, like the idols, the things in our lives that kind of get in the way. Tonight, I don't want to talk about, like, like, what do you believe? Do you know the truth about God? Do you know God? Do you really know him? Here's something. We worship the one who says he is the truth. Say, is the truth. Now, say it like, you guys speak a minute, truth. He is the truth. <laughs> he is, right? And who tells us, check this out. John 14, uh, 14, 6 says this. Throw it up on there. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Look at John 8, 32. Throw that up there. Splat out. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. God wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look at 1 Timothy 2, 4. Splat out. Throw it up there. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to what? To come to a knowledge of the truth. The better we know God through his word, the more genuine our worship will be. In fact, the moment we turn from what is true about God, the moment we turn away from the truth of God, what do we engage in? We talked about it last week. We engage in idolatry. We engage in worshiping a false God that's not a God at all. So last week, we talked about how what we love the most, we will worship, right? Everybody say yes. <laughs> we talked about idolatry. We made commitments to love God the most. So does our worship stop there? No, I like that. Devin, Devin always got a response, and I love it. You keep doing that. That makes me feel great. No, our worship doesn't stop there. It isn't enough to just love God. Because what, is, what does that really mean when it comes to truth? Tonight's message answers that question. Is it enough to just love God? Check this out. There is no authentic worship of God without a right knowledge of God. Without a right Knowledge of God. How can you love someone you barely know? So that's what we're talking about. My mind, what do I believe? Right? So now we talked about our hearts. I love God. Right? 
So now I want to ask, this is funny because Pastor Joey talked about this, and he does it with C's, and now Pastor Ariel and I have adopted this. But when, when she says, I love you, or I say, I love you, she goes, why? Why? So last week I said, do you love God? You said, yeah, I love God. Tonight I ask you, why? Why? And the reality of it is, some of you are like, because he's God, right? Like, yes, that's, that's, that's a great start. But, but who, who is he to you? What has he done for you that, that you would say, man, I love, I love God. I love everything about him. And so that's what we're talking about. How can you love someone you barely know? How can you worship a God that you don't know anything about, to be honest with you? So night two of our mini-series, this is the main point. Everybody say main point. Is this. To worship God is to know God. To worship God is to know him. Last week, whatever you love the most, you will worship. Whatever, tonight, whatever you know more about, you'll worship. But you want to worship God. You want to be able to stand up here and really dive into worship and let God move you. You've got to know who God is. You've got to understand who God is to you. So to worship God is to know God. Say that with me. To worship God is to know God. How do we get to know God? How do we get to know God in this, in the revealed truth of Scripture? This, this Bible. I prayed it earlier, but this is so much more than pages on a book. For me and for you, some of you sitting in this room, this truth that is represented in here is God, and it saved us. This is how you get to know God. But how do we get our heads around everything in this? Right, one of the first things that I um I encounter as a pastor when I lead people to Jesus, you know, when I was at basic training, I got to I got to pray with soldiers that accepted Jesus for the first time. And the most common question I got wasn't like, Am I going to hell now or heaven now? It was none of that. It was where do I start reading in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> like where, do I start with Genesis? I'm like, that's cool. Start with Genesis. One guy was like, I heard about Revelation, and I heard it's crazy, so I might start there. I'm like, good luck, man. Like, the Bible says, blessed is a man that reads those things. But, I, you know, I'm still discovering those things. But I like to tell people, I like the book of John. I love the book of John because John is Jesus' favorite, and he writes like it too. You know, he always calls himself the beloved one. You know, that's like, that's like if, who, is, is there anybody that's mom's favorite? Like, who's, who's the, like, yeah, okay, right? I hate all of you. Um, right? So, like, I know my mom loves my older brother more. I just know it. Mom, if you watch this, I'm ratting you out. I know you love him more. It's okay. I'll forget all the things I've done for you, all right? Like, I, so picture you as, like, the favorite, always addressing yourself in third person as the beloved one. Mother, the beloved one desires a cold beverage. Diet Coke, please? Like, no. Like, can you imagine? That would be annoying. I would just, first of all, if you talk like that, it's weird. All right? Stop. Stop that. That's weird. All right? So that's basically why I like the book of John. I love the way John talks about Jesus. 
And one of the best places to start to learn about Jesus is through the Gospels. So if you're here tonight and you're like, where do I start reading the Bible? I say Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Pick one of them. One of them will speak to you. But all of them share the life and the story of Jesus. This isn't about just gaining knowledge. Because this takes thoughtful and disciplined study. Immediately when I said study, some of y'all's brains were like, no, because some of y'all are not good at school. You don't study and it's awful. Yeah. And everyone says, amen. Yeah, I get it. Studying is like one of those things that you're like, I don't want to do that. You mean I have to read and like retain knowledge? Yes, you do. You know, you do that anyway, right? You do that anyway. Some of y'all go to the same restaurant or the same fast food joint, and you've read that menu so many times that you know the number. Like when you Chick-fil-A, when you go, you're like, I want a number one no pickle with an unsweet tea. That's what I want. You're like, wow, that guy's like, okay, all right. I don't drink tea, so like, is unsweet like gross? All right, is sweet tea better? I think the lemonade is better, but it's whatever. It's whatever. So you hear the word study and you're like, I'm out. No, I'm good. I'm good. What I'm talking about tonight isn't a heavenly homework assignment. I'm not giving you homework. And shame on us for thinking that, that reading this is homework, that this is just something we have to endure. This is so much more. This isn't a take-home quiz or a study guide. This, this is life. This is life. There's so much more, like I said, than pages on a book. This right here, this is how we know God. This is what he left us. And his Holy Spirit, this right here, this is God's voice. This is his love. This is his heart for you. It's so much more. If you, if you approach scripture like it's another assignment, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. This isn't in my notes, but Jesus spoke in parables. And there was a moment where the disciples asked him what he was meaning after he said one. He said, I'm going to tell you. But the reason why I speak in this way is because those who actually want to seek will discover. Those who actually want to understand will, will understand. And so nobody's shoving this down your throat. And nobody's making you read this. But I'm telling you today right now, you can't worship a God you don't know. And this, this, is, this is how you get to know him. I used to pass love notes. <laughs> yeah. Do you like, <laughs> you're so dumb. Sturdy's like, yeah. Check yes or no if you think I'm fine. Check yes, right? Like, you know, I used to write love notes and, you know, it's one of my, back then it was like my favorite thing to do is just, you know, I used to fold stuff different ways too, you know what I'm saying? You know, I used to like doodle on it, like little hearts here, little smiley faces, little rainbows, whatever, right? You slide them a note. I remember like when I liked a girl, I would collect those notes and I'd just read them over and over again. Just be like, man, like, this is amazing. Somebody loves me, right? Right? I actually told the story today. There was a girl that I liked and we talked for a little bit and for like a week and I went and talked to her in the morning and her breath was so bad that I broke up with her. And I feel really bad about it today. So if, you're, if you ever watch this, I'm sorry. God loves you. And I, <laughs> so... And here's another, so I just cherish those notes. 
Because something about when somebody writes how they feel and you read it, it makes it real, right? You like read that, you're like, hey, you're awesome, love you, bye, right? Another thing is when I was at basic training, when I was gone for like six and a half months, Ariel and I, uh, we only got one 30-minute phone call every Sunday if we behaved, right? So I was threatening everybody. I'm like, you better not mess up because if I don't get a phone call, I'm going to be so mad, right? I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to fight you. I will fight you. I actually said that to somebody. Some of y'all actually heard that story. But other than that 30-minute phone call, I would write Pastor Ariel notes and letters and send them in the mail. And like, you know, they didn't, I didn't have like cologne or nothing to spray on it. So I would just like rub it here. I'm just playing. I didn't do that. I just, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Right? She'd be like, whoa. Right? No, no, no. That's what the army smells like. No. But, but we have a box. We have a box of those letters. And some of the most like, I feel like some of my best writing like I became a poet. I became an artist when I wrote these letters to my wife. I was using words that I, like, didn't know, but they felt good and they sounded good, so I just used them, right? Like, something about reading the way someone feels about you just, it makes it real. Because you can think those things, right? And you can say them, but after you say them, they're kind of gone. Something about, something about writing them down makes it permanent, Makes it makes it tangible. It's like I can hold the way you feel about me. That's good. I can I can I can actively engage in the way that they love me. That's this. This is a love letter. This is a love letter to you. The way that I wrote my beautiful wife a love letter. This is God's love letter to you. My wife, Pastor Ariel, learned a lot about me in those letters. There's some things in the way I felt and the things I was dealing with that I, I, she didn't know That's, that in those letters I wrote about. I remember one time, this isn't even my notes. I was trying to go short today, but I'm having too much fun. I remember in that note, in one of the letters, I finally, I finally got to a place where I wrote, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And I'm hurting. And I'm like, whoa, just writing that? I was like, Oh, that's such a release. But, but there's something about, about taking time to write and to read something that someone wrote to you. That's, that's God's word. To worship God is to know him, to read about him, to learn about him. My wife learned about me as I was gone. It wasn't just smooches and kisses and XOXO. She was, she was reading my thoughts, my heart. She was learning about me, and I was learning about her. So now that we get to read about God's love, we get to read about God's love. We get to read about God's love. Not have to. My job isn't to stand up here and make sure you all, you know, put in logs that I read this amount. I'm not here to do that. Because I, I, that's just me forcing a relationship on you. And that's weird. Like, I'm not going to arrange this marriage. I'm not going to arrange. And some of you, some of you use pastors and use the church to arrange a relationship with God for you. And that can't happen. That's a word for somebody. If you're waiting for us to arrange this relationship to make it happen, you're going to be waiting a long time because I can't do that. Pastor Joey can't do that. And you know what? I won't do that. 
I won't do that because I can't have that relationship for you. But what I can tell you is, is the stories that are true, that are true in this letter to us has changed my life. And I want my daughter to know this truth. I want my daughter to worship God. And that's only going to come from knowing him. So two observations that I want to talk about. Number one is this. It starts with Jesus. Before we throw that up there, boom, let's just put that up there. Um, it starts with Jesus. So if we, if we accept all these things, right, if, we, if we're like, got it, I need to read, I want to know God more, where do we start? Well, it starts with Jesus. That's why we talked about the book of John. Even Jesus said it in John 14, 6. It says, no one comes to the Father except through what? Me. So you want to love God? the way you should and turn from the things that don't love you it starts with Jesus it starts with knowing Jesus our belief has to start with Jesus here are two observations to think about number one to know Jesus is to know the truth take a look at John 14 6 it says this it says I am the way the what and the truth and the life when we learn about Jesus and who he is we learn the way to live, the truth about God, and the life that is only found in him. When we learn about Jesus and who he is, we learn the way to live, the truth about God, and the life that is only found in him. When we get to know Jesus on a deeper level, our worship will change. It changes us. When I started, I liked Ariel when we started dating, right? I liked to front and make it seem like she liked me first, but she didn't, y'all. I was giving, y'all heard the stories at, at, the, at the Q&A when we first got here. The reality of it is I was not only in the friend zone, I was in the brother in Christ zone. She wanted nothing to do with me, and I put myself in there, and I'm going to write a book about how I got out. You're welcome. Bestseller, all right? So I liked Ariel. The more I started to know her, my feelings changed. I started to know some of her pet peeves. One of her pet peeves is she hates it when her dad blows on his soup. Right? Right? Tell me, tell me I don't know my wife. That's so random. That is a random fact that I just know about her. So the more I got to know her, the more I fell in love. I, my feelings towards her changed the way I saw her, changed those truths that we learn about Jesus. The more we learn, they'll just start to pour out of us. It'll change the way we worship. Why? How? When we get up here and we sing songs like, Jesus, we love you, our worship will change. We'll start to mean it. Because some of us just feel it. But do you mean it? Do you understand what you're saying? Our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus. Do you know where that's coming from? That's coming from one of my favorite stories where Mary pours out her devotion and her affection on Jesus with the most expensive things she had. Perfume. She anoints Jesus in Bethany. So you see this. It's not just about feeling. Like These aren't just poetic words. What you're singing is biblical truth. You are literally singing truth. It's scripture. It's God's word. How will your worship change? You'll mean it more. 
I can say I love Ariel all I want. But if I don't put any action to it, it doesn't mean anything. But when, when she sees that I make the bed in the morning and I say I love her, it means more. It means more. So when we sing songs and when we do worship in the music setting, we mean it because we believe in him. We know why we love him. We know why we love him. He sets us free, which leads me to my next observation, number two. To know the truth is to know freedom. Look at John 8, verse 32. and says this, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. Everybody say free. Everybody loves free stuff. I love free stuff. When I was your age at Momentum, they start throwing stuff. I will literally give kids black eyes for that wristband. I don't care. If that's a t-shirt from a college that I will never look up and never go to, I want it. I want it. Fun fact. I'm not going to share a story. Actually, I will. This is a quick story. Gosh, I'm looking at the clock. Um, I was at Momentum one year. This has nothing to do with the message. I just have to get this off my chest. And there was a shirt coming my way. I, I was like, hey, right here, right? And a guy... From Belmont, no joke, just like had Derek Rose hops, jumped up, snagged it, and I literally, my soul was crushed. He came and looked at me, and I was like, yeah, good catch, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good catch, man, yeah, that's good. I freaking hate you, right? I went back to my, my youth group, like, oh, I hate that guy. I actually know his name. I'm not going to put him on blast. I don't know where he's at. He's a bodybuilder now, so I'm not going to mess with him. All right. If Jesus is the truth, and the truth sets us what? Then that freedom can only be found in who? Okay, you're with me. You're with me. That's something to worship about, isn't it? <laughs> You've been set free. I love this. From sin and shame. If you were in prison and somebody took your place and you knew that you deserved it, you knew that that was your price to pay. And somebody said, hey, judge, I'll take his place. And you knew it was your fault. You did it. You committed the crime. And an innocent man comes off the street and says, hey, hey, he made a mistake. And, and, and I, just want, I just want him to have a second chance if he'll take it. But even if he doesn't, I'll, I'll still take it. I'll, I'll take his rep. I'll take the rap for it. I'll do it. Would you live a normal life after that? No. You'd be a little bit thankful. You'd be a lot thankful. You'd be, be excited. I like what I wrote here. You deserved the jail time. But someone took your place. You wouldn't just go and live your life normal. No, you would be eternally grateful. You were enslaved. And some of you, you are enslaved and set free. You would jump. You would shout. If you were enslaved and someone set you free, you would, you would shout. You would do a dance. Some of y'all can't dance, but you would try. You would, you would do a T.D. Jake's 30-minute praise break all up and down the aisle. That's what would happen. And as the guards... We'll be walking you out of the prison. You're like, ha, ha, yeah, I love you. I put money on your books, right? Right? You'd be skipping. 
You'd be worshiping outside of the gate. You'd be like, yeah, I'm free, Chick-fil-A, right? We're going out. I love this, right? That's how some of you would be, right? I, I doubt. How do you doubt there'd be somebody be like, all right, man, cool things. Yeah, man. Take, take one for the team. Cool. I'm out. No, no. You, you'd be excited. You've been free. You want to know what that is, that moment? That's worship. It's gratitude. It's thanksgiving. So our immediate response to gratitude is worship. How, how can we be grateful for what Jesus did if we don't know why he did it? If we don't know who he is? That's something to think about. I remember seeing, and I, uh, can I get the band? The band can help me out. You could play Jesus, We Love You. I remember seeing people in a worship service, uh, kind of like this in a youth group or at Momentum or at, on Sunday. I just remember seeing around, because I'm a PK, so I was always at the church. I had a bed at the church every day. Like, I was just always at the church. And I just remember seeing people just get a lot out of worship. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you kind of look over when you're worshiping, and you see somebody that's like regular. You see somebody that is just wrecked. Like God is really speaking to them. God is moving. God is doing something on them. And then you kind of wonder like, what are they doing that's different than you? I remember sitting there like, I'm in the same room. I'm hearing the same song. I'm singing the same song better than them. So, so what is it that's, that they're doing that I'm not. Well, God is real to them. And I remember it, it, it hit me. They were worshiping out of love and belief. They were worshiping out of, out of truth, out of the truth that they knew that God loved them, that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. They, they were worshiping out of the truth that they were set free. I was worshiping out of the motions. Out of, I'm a PK, this is kind of what we do. I was worshiping out of ignorance. I was worshiping because, ah, the song sounded kind of cool. And you know what was happening? I was missing out. I was missing out on the truth of God. I was missing out on a very special moment. See, when we truly know God through Jesus, of course we would worship him. Of course we would worship him because God is that good. Because Jesus is so kind. But it starts with knowing Jesus through God's word. This, this is my first Bible. And a youth leader gave it to me. And if you can see, I wrote my name on this busted up Bible. This, this I've carried everywhere with me since high school, college. And the pages are tattered and they're worn and I've written all over it. And, and, and it's, it's kind of jacked up. Uh, in a way, the binding's all messed up, but I, I heard a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but because this is torn and tattered, I'm not. Because this is worn out, I'm not. This Bible, reading these stories, it has come to my aid. 
when I, when I hear and I, and I see and read stories, I, I can see myself in them. And God begins to speak to me through that. And my worship changed because of it. My worship changed because I finally knew, I finally knew the truth. And, and every time I read this and, and every time I experienced this, this coming to the knowledge of God that we talked about, I, I was set free time and time again. And so finally, finally, I would step into a worship service and I would know what I would be singing because it was real to me. It was, it was true to me. I, I knew when I said, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I knew my why. I knew why I loved Jesus. I knew the truth of him. Do you know the truth of Jesus? Again, we're talking about worship. Some of you, if I could be honest, you come up here or you sit in your seat and you're missing out because you don't know God. And you really don't know Jesus. And, and it doesn't hurt me. And, and it doesn't frustrate me. But it moves me because I don't want you to miss out on what God has for you. Because there's something special about the presence of God in a worship service. There's something, there's something very, very tangible and evident in a time of singing, in a time of worship. The, uh, some of you know what I'm talking about, where you've had a horrible day, and you start singing, and then all of a sudden that, that weight, that burden gets lifted off of you. That's what I'm talking about tonight. There's a truth that we have to understand. Starts with Jesus. You want to worship God the way he deserves Starts with Jesus. And I'll tell you this: Jesus loves you with with his whole life, so much that he died on the cross for you. He set you free. He paid a price that you couldn't pay. You were broke. You committed the crime, and he stepped in. If he didn't do another good thing in my life. That one thing would be enough for me to worship him. If he didn't provide another meal, if he didn't heal another bruise, he'd still be worthy of my praise. He'd still be worthy of my worship. He'd still be worthy of all the love that I have in my heart because he set me free. Tonight, God wants to set you free. Can you just bow your heads with me tonight? I want to do a simple invitation. Some of you, you're here. You say, okay, I hear you, Pastor Izzy. I, uh, I, I, I feel the weight of this, and I know something is happening. I feel something in my heart. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and I want to offer you a moment where you can decide to start with Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to start with Jesus. And that comes with confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that he died for your sins and was risen from the grave. And because you believe in that, you're saved. You'd be in heaven for all eternity. That's the invitation I'm, I'm giving to you now. If you're here and you know that there's things in your life that 
You've bowed your knee to. You know that there's things in your life that you love more than God. You know that there's things in your life that, that have your attention more than God. That your mind, you know more about. And you know that those things aren't good for you. You know those things are only weighing you down tonight. Jesus is saying, I want to be the lifter of that. I want to help you. I want to be your friend. So if you're here tonight, you say, hey, I would like to learn more about what a relationship with Jesus looks like and how I can start that. I'm not going to manipulate you. I just want to ask if you could do this. Count of three. If you, just, if you just want a leader to come talk to you about starting a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to count of three. I just want you to raise your hand. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he died for you. And he lives for you. Three, if that's you, no one looking around, just disrespect the moment. If you, if you want to follow Jesus, you want, you want to start that relationship, I just want you to raise your hand. And once you put it up, you can put it right back down. Awesome. Awesome. I see that. I see that. Sweet. If I could have all my leaders come to the front, if you could stand to your feet. I'm not going to uh, harp any longer. All my leaders can come. I just want to give you people to pray for you, people to talk to. So if you could stand, everyone, you could just stand across this place. Go ahead, stand to your feet. We're just going to sing that chorus just a few times, maybe the bridge, and just respond to this. But if you need prayer, or if you just want someone to talk to, someone to just give you a hug, ladies with ladies, guys with guys, these are our leaders. They love you. They want you to know God the way they know God. Because every person that's standing up here, that Bible has been revealed to them through God's Spirit, the truth. These people have been set free. I started to hear some of these guys' stories. And I'm amazed that some of these people have gone through some of the things they've gone through. They have been set free. God wants to set you free tonight. And if you need prayer I'd like to invite you to just come. As we sing, I just want to open it up to you. If you need prayer, just come on down to the front, and then I'll come back and close us.